Do you have a story to tell? Here at Rider on the Road, it's the journey that matters. Regardless of where you are on your riding journey, Rider on the Road will inspire you to take your dreams and make them happen. So sit back and enjoy the show as Melinda brings you guests who know what it's like to go it alone and who are willing to reach out to the rest of us by sharing their stories. Authors, publishers, entrepreneurs, people at all stages of the riding journey, just like you and me. It's time, dear listeners, to answer the question for yourselves. Do you have a story to tell? Welcome to another episode of Writer on the Road. I'm here tonight with a beautiful woman from New Zealand, uh, my second guest from New Zealand. My first was Cassandra Gaysford. Now I've got with me today uh, Julie Schooler. Julie is the uh, author of two wonderful books that you'll soon guess what they're about when I tell you the name of her website is called Cherish Mama. So welcome to Writer on the Road, Julie. Thanks, Melinda. Do I call you Melinda or Mel? Yeah, yep, whatever you want to call me, I'll Hi. answer. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you'd like to tell us a little bit about yourself before we go into the nitty-gritty of your niche market and how very, very successful you've been over the last 12 months. Uh, thanks, Melinda. I think it, I call myself it's extremely modest success, but I, I'm very, very happy with where uh, I've got to in the last 18 months. 18 months ago, I didn't even know what a podcast was, and now I'm on a podcast, so I'm very excited. So I had a day job um, as a as a corporate accountant, I call myself now a recovering accountant. And after having my kids, I wanted to find a better way to try and earn money and not having to go, have to go to a job. So I've convinced my lovely husband, uh, while my baby is um, still quite young, uh, to give me some time at home and to uh, try and uh, make this writing business work. And I signed up to something called Self-Publishing School, uh, run by Chandler Bolt, and met, and actually know Cassandra through Self-Publishing School, and learnt a ton of stuff in a very short space of time. They promised they could give me a bestseller on Amazon within three months, and um, that's exactly what happened. My first book, Easy Peasy Potty Training. And, and I'm having a bit of a chuckle here because... Um, Julie and I have spoken a little bit about this. I thought I was recording, but I'd hit the stop button instead of the go button. So we're actually repeating ourselves here. This is the second time we've heard this, everyone. So you're hearing it for the first time. Julie is uh, very shy. And when she says she's had a very modest success, I've been reading through her uh, Facebook and her um, blog posts. And she's got two books, Easy Peasy Potty Training. And the second one is Easy Peasy Healthy Eating. And her niche is uh, early childhood. She has two young children herself. And as I said, I've got my children of 14 and 16 now. Had Julie been around when I was raising my babies, I would have been buying everything that she put out. And already within a very short period of time, Julie has seen great success, which is encouraging for the rest of us. Uh, I think the education process uh, plays a very large part in what you're doing, Julie. And I was very interested when she said, uh, that you're a recovering accountant because everything that I've picked up in Julie's, um, I guess, in her Facebook and everything today, it's all about number crunching and, and how she's improving. And now I haven't got a brain for any of that. And I'm going, wow, this woman's really <laughs> successful and she's saying she's really modest. So, Julie, I have to strongly disagree with you. I think the <laughs> fact that you've got a bestseller in two categories is amazing. I think the fact that you've got your paper 
or your print books uh, selling really well as well as your mm. e-books is amazing. Um, the rest of us would like to be in the same situation that you are. So I'm going to take you back to the beginning. Um, I know you've got, as I said, two children, one's four, and I think the little girl's one, and just absolutely beautiful they are too. And we'll put Julie's uh, website address up at the end so you can pop on and have a look at everything that she's achieved. But if you'd like to start us at the beginning of your journey with Chandler Bolt, and I'll tell you a story about him later, uh, and uh, if you'd like to take us through the fears of the unknown and you're fumbling your way through to the point where you are now where you and I both agree you're one step ahead of some of us and that we're very keen to hear about what you've got to say. Thanks, Mel, Melinda. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> <laughs> I Actually, I think the start of my journey was just Googling how to publish a book or how to write a book and... And then also talking to people, and uh, at one point I had a coach um, who got me through uh, finishing my work and and um, just before I had my second child. And she said, oh, have you heard of a person called Joanna Penn? She writes uh, under, uh, under a website called The Creative Pen. And then I listened to her podcast, and they were amazing, and she was very authentic and smart and and and, and just – value added with everything she wrote and podcast about and then she uh, was talking about Chandler Bolt's, uh, Chandler Bolt's self-publishing school and so I listened to uh, the oh it's a self-publishing summit so I listened to all the self-publishing summit that got me very inspired and I joined up to the school it was for me a significant uh, investment and worth every single cent uh, I, I just delved really into self-publishing it was amazing I learned so much that was um August last year so just over a year ago and I started writing uh in August and by the end of uh by the beginning of November I had published my first book on Amazon and uh the course helps you to get reviews the right way, market your book the right way, and it became very briefly top of the toilet training category on Amazon. So now I can always say it's a bestseller in its category on Amazon, so I'm very happy with that. Uh, and um, then I proceeded to write another book at the beginning of this year, and uh, that got published in June and has not uh, sold as well, but I really enjoyed writing it, uh, Easy Peasy Healthy Eating, and I think it's a really important book. I probably just need to market it a little bit better. And uh, now I am investigating and having a whole new uh, line of um, uh, interest and um, training and working things out by writing my first uh, self-published children's picture book. So I cannot draw, and I my I can write, but I cannot draw. So uh, just the last few days, I've been um, trying to find an illustrator for it, and I've just signed an illustrator to my book. So that's it's really exciting. And uh, in November, I'm planning to do NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month, and write my first novel. So I'm I'm dipping my finger in all sorts of pies, and. I am planning to continue my Easy Peasy series and help parents out with that, but um, that's probably not going to be till early next year now. But, yeah. Yeah, and I notice um, your Cherish Mama uh, website 
is is obviously singly focused on young children. Are you going to keep that website, or are you going to get another website to go with your with your other stuff? The picture book will fit, but I'm guessing the fiction may not. Yes, I think the fiction is just for me, and I I tend to write the worst novel in the world, so it's it, that that is just for me, it's just for, just to see what I can do with the fiction. The picture book is intended to be part of the whole Cherish Mama brand, if you want to call it a brand. Um, I really enjoy writing the blog on it. I do a new blog uh, post every month, and I and I had written a blog on a previous website under. Um, uh, oh baby magazine i'd started writing a blog on that and so some of the uh, older blog posts i've been posting so twice a month my very small email list gets uh, uh, a book and blog update and um i i yeah so i i get a little bit of a creative outlet writing a short blog post at least once or twice a month really enjoying that that is where i'm at at the moment how that's actually going to be my empire. I'm not exactly sure. But when I talked to my coach and I, she told me to focus on one thing at a time, which was one book at a time or one thing at a time, uh, um, she said it can just unravel at its own pace and you don't have to worry about every step of the way. And, and so that's what I'm doing. I would not have written my first book without completely focusing on getting that finished and published. Yeah, and I think that's something, everyone, that we all need to remember. Uh, one of the things that I find with me is I have lots and lots of ideas and it's finishing that one thing at a time and that comes through with everybody that we speak to. So, guys, if you're out there and you've got lots of ideas and you're going to try lots of things, put them in a hat and draw one out or put them on a piece of paper and circle the most important one and focus on that till it's finished. Now, I know even now I've started the podcast. I'm, I'm very focused on that. I've got an online writing course coming up. I'm very focused on that. I've got my novellas uh, happening, which I sort of found myself... I just got caught up in that. I don't know how that happened. So there's three things that are number one priority for me. I've got two weeks' holidays, yet... I've got three things and I should only have one thing. And it's trying to decide which one of those three things that is the most important. Uh, tell us a little bit about your coach because I nearly went down that track. I had a young guy on here, but I can't remember his name, which, sorry about that because he was very handsome. Uh, and I looked at getting a coach and you've obviously found one and she's been very helpful to you. What made you get a coach in the first place? I had been thinking about getting a coach for a little while and then at the end of 2014 my work contract finished um, more abruptly than I thought it was and I was due to have a baby mid-2015. I thought that my work contract would extend for a few more months. When it didn't I was quite upset to put it mildly <laughs> and and then I, I was also thinking about what I wanted to do anyway while I was on maternity leave or while I had some time off. Talk to, and then I was thinking, well, who do I want to have a, as a coach? And I wanted to have someone who had done what I, what I wanted to do, which was write a book. And I'd already been getting these emails from this woman, who's a fantastic woman called Louise Thompson, who writes um, a great email newsletter every week in New Zealand. And I contacted her and she did coaching and I did about six sessions with her and it was it was a fantastic investment of my time and money. Absolutely amazing. 
and that was in early 2015. And so before my daughter Eloise was born in May, I um, initially put, uh, sent one of my uh, children's picture book drafts to traditional publishers. So I got a collection of rejection letters and um, and then I decided to change tack and that's when I went to self-publishing school uh, a couple of months after Eloise was born and um, decided to write a longer book. Now, that's the story on the coach. I just want to say I have only potty trained one child, okay? I'm not an expert on potty training. I clearly say that in the book description on Amazon and all the other websites it's on. Uh, um, but what I decided when I was writing a book that I wanted to write a helpful book that would solve a pain point for parents. And I decided on potty training because it had a sort of a beginning, middle and end. Yeah, I'm just writing, I'm making a note there, solving pain points, because that's an expression mm -hmm. that we hear all the time, is find what people need to know and then provide that information for them. Uh, now, I know that parents, and I think I'm speaking for a lot of parents now, seem to have lost confidence in their own intuition. Uh, once upon a time, we had grandmothers, mothers, aunties, uncles, all those kinds of people around to help us uh, with all this information and it was all passed down. Nowadays, and I notice it at school as well, we've got two parents working full time, we've got baby after baby coming and no one's at home at all during the day. Babies are shoveled out here, there and everywhere and parents are at work. They all hit the house at six o'clock at night. No one, but no one's got time to sit down and, and work their way through some of this stuff so I noticed I think you said there earlier and I noticed on one of your posts that there is a lot of stuff up there on raising children and I think there's a very good reason for that is because you can never get enough information and I know I, I bought the books when I was going through so I'm guessing that even though you're in a niche market you're in a very strong niche market and I'm mm -hmm. guessing everything that you've got to say, there'll be people out there lapping it up. Uh, so I'm guessing people would really like to know what the next easy peasy book is because if they've bought the first two, they're going to want to know what number three <laughs> is. I, this, I've written a potty training book and luckily, you know, when, when you produce product and put it in the world, it could be a brick or a, or a feather. It can float or it can sink. And luckily with the potty training book, it was a feather and it's always in the top 10 of the toilet training of Amazon and people keep buying it every day. Uh, with healthy eating book, unfortunately it was a bit of a brick and, it, and it's fallen into the depths of Amazon never to be seen again. Uh, possibly some marketing or relaunching or something might help that. Uh, I'm, I'm intending to get that book into print as soon as possible. It's the next thing. Now I found an illustrator for my children's picture book. You can only do one thing at a time. So I've written two books. One was good in terms of sales and one was bad in terms of sales, but I love writing both of them. And what I've worked out was I just really like going deep on a topic and researching it and and I'm passionate about anything to do with parenting. So I am happy to research and, and go deep on a topic and write a fun, easy-to-read book that parents can absorb in a couple of hours, get all the information they need so they don't have to trawl through the internet. And so this time I'm going to ask my audience what my next book is going to be. Um, I'm happy for it to be easy-peasy toddler tantrums, easy-peasy baby sleeping, easy-peasy whatever you like. So 
Also on the list, probably towards the end of the year, is to ask my audience what what is a pain point and what would they buy a book on. Yeah, and that's that's something that comes through very much in in the training courses that we do. And you talk about uh, Chandler Bolts. We're, we're both both Julie and I are doing Joanna Joanna Penn's Creative Freedom, and asking asking your followers what what they want to know is actually a tried and true. I guess path for for indie publishers, and it's a great thing to be able to do. Uh, so if you've got a niche out there and you're thinking of publishing, the first thing you need to do is ask: um, Is there any interest in your topic? Now I'm I'm thinking for you, Julie. I notice you've got some stuff up here on pregnancy and things they never told us, and why didn't they say mm. that was going to happen? I would have thought that that would be an amazing topic to write on because I know when I was pregnant I'm going what the hell's going on here so I'm assuming there would be a lot of women uh, and losing your autonomy once you've had your children um, your whole world shrinks down into nothing but babies which you wouldn't have any other way and I was blessed I didn't have to go out and work afterwards I, look I don't know how these people go out and leave their babies uh, but I'm assuming that would be another great area for you to explore yeah, I love the pregnancy um, idea. Thanks. I hadn't really even thought about pregnancy. I just thought about kids. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I, yeah. I was catching up with a friend today who's pregnant. She was asking me all these questions and mm. it's like, it seems quite obvious to me, but, oh, that's right. You wouldn't yeah. know this. Yeah. Yes. Now, I know Kaz Cook here in Australia wrote um, mm. Up the Duff, I think it was. Oh, that's um, a fantastic book. Yeah, and it was my if baby. If I could write one half as funny, that would be great. Yeah, and and there was one after the babies was born as well, I can't remember, but they were my Bibles. What to expect when you're expecting I think was one of them oh yeah that's yeah that's that's very very good I don't I don't want to write like a tome like you know something that's mm. 500 pages my my books are going to be are, are marketed as very easy to read um if you are potty training your child the last thing you do is want to read a boring book about potty training your child you want to read something that is easy and fun and quick I think what um, one of the biggest things that I was interested in is reading about other people, what they were doing, and and you know, as you said, you're one step ahead of everybody, so you can say this happened to me. Um, but what I want to talk to you about now is I want to take you through that journey of uh, getting your books out into the world, the whole thing of formatting, pricing, proofs, all those kinds of things. That that journey of getting that book out there I know you've got a lot on your website and I was wondering if you'd like to share that with us yeah self-publishing school was really good for that it gave us uh, lots of good tips uh, my books uh, my my punny training book this book here uh, this cover is from Fiverr uh, Fiverr is a website where you can buy things for five dollars US oh, probably all in all this cover well, the whole book probably cost me around $50 in the end uh, to produce the back and the front. Uh, but, uh, you know, in the long term, I would like to uh, get a proper designer and maybe reissue the cover, which we can do as self-published authors. But if you look in the toilet training category on Amazon, it is where good covers go to die. There are no good toilet training book covers on in the whole category there is over 400 books in toilet training on amazon and not a single good book cover so i figured if i had one that was even slightly nice 
uh, it, it, it might stand out. Now, the, the one main thing I wanted to tell, uh, wanted on my cover was not to have a child sitting on a potty. So I found a stock, a stock photo where the child looks happy or um, triumphant, and that's, and that's the photo that I chose. Um, that cost a few dollars. Um, yeah, and so that was my cover. Um, and a formatter I found off uh, a Joanna Penn's site, Polgaris Formatting, and they did a wonderful job. And uh, editor I found on Upwork, uh, which is like uh, where Elance and Odesk have all merged and they're all Upwork now. And again, um, under self-publishing school, they gave us a template letter to put up to request an editor. And in, and I and I said what I thought was quite of a low price. It was only a few hundred dollars. To, and it was, you know, it's like a 125-page book. And in three days I had over 30 applicants and I had to cut off the job so I didn't have to look through the applicants and I managed to narrow it down uh, to my current editor Kate Kearns who was wonderful um, but there was probably a half a dozen other editors who were equally just as good that I could have chosen so I highly recommend Upwork um, is where I've just signed my illustrator from as well uh, um, but my editor and I have not actually talked or Skyped or anything. Uh, we've just communicated by email and we had some absolute great conversations about, because uh, I wrote my putty training book in New Zealand English, so I wrote nappies and I wrote um, uh, things that are called, you know, nappies are in New Zealand, but it's diapers in the US. So we had some great conversations about nappies versus diapers and poo versus poop and, yeah, things like that. So they're things we don't think about. Uh, I know when I got my middle grades uh, edited by a woman in America, uh, some real issues came up around those words. And I know the romance writers here in Australia have issues when their books are um, published in America about the Americanisms that have to go through because of the American audience. So it's interesting that we have, that we can put our hand up and we can get all that expert advice. And you've certainly done it in not only a professional way but in a cost-effective way. So you're still getting the high-quality product. Julie was holding her book up earlier and it is it is a joy to see because it's got a child on it and she's very happy and pretty. Uh, Julie's name, Julie's schooler, is is prominent. The, the title of the book and what it's about is prominent, which is another trick that we've been taught. Don't make, don't make your reader guess about what your book's about. Uh, I'm amazed that there's 400 potty training books out there. Um, you know, the mind just boggles. Um, so for niching down and as far as a niche goes, I would suggest that um, anything on anything to do with babies or pregnancy or any of those things is going to sell really well. I noticed you uh, asked a question about uh, back blurbs. How long is a back blurb? Do I put my um, author pick on it? These are questions that every first-time mm. author would ask, and you've asked them in public, and you've got you've got your questions answered, I guess. Mm. Uh, so for anyone who's out there listening, Julie's been there, she's done that, she's asked the questions, and now she's quite successful in her area. So it it can be mm. done, and it can be done cost-effectively. Uh, Julie's got the evidence to show it. What was the feedback you got on your back blurb, and is your is your author pick on it? I'm not quite sure. Yes, uh, back blurb author pick is on it. 
Um, I showed the original back blurb uh, to a couple of people, including my sister, who does not pull any punches, and she said it was long and boring. And I and she said what I needed was to get a couple of actual reviews or like sh- a couple of sentences from actual reviews. So now my back blurb has a couple of sentences from actual uh, proper reviews from people I do not know at all on it, including my favourite. I think I'd give it ten stars if I could. Bye bye bye. So that made my day when I read that. <laughs> uh, and so I'm I'm extremely happy with my back blurb. Try saying that ten times fast. Yeah. All I can say is once you have done this once, it is so much easier to do it the second time. I know the exact designer on Fiverr that did this one. Um, I'll get her to do the next one. I know exactly how I want to lay it out, and um, it will cost less and it, it will be faster. Um, if people are wondering, in total, um, with the editor formatter, book cover, and a couple of small promos, which we can talk about if you like, um, that I uh, did on my book, the whole project for Easy Peasy Potty Training cost me about 500 US. I made that back within about three months. And so anything extra is just a bonus for me now. It's it's really only, you know, you know, grocery money at the moment, but it's really exciting. And I think that's that is exciting. Like I, I continually hear you don't make money out of books, but people do make money out of books, and it's usually following something that you're very, very interested in. Uh, you talked about book reviews. Now, there's a bit of a process that you follow to get like book reviews. Can you can you talk us through that? Yes. Yeah, so again, great tips from self publishing school, and I. The book would not be a success without some of these marketing things. Get a few people that you think might want to read the book, you know, your mum, and a few of your friends who have gone through potty training or are about to go through potty training, and any author friends you've got, and ask and send them a free PDF copy or something and ask them to read the book in advance. Make your book Put If you have it only in Amazon and put it into KDB Select, you can put it free for a couple of days when you first launch it and get people to download your book and then get people to, in the first few days, to put up their review, um, an honest review, whatever stars they want to give it, but a review. Uh, hopefully it will be positive reviews. Um, and, just, and just really try to get as many reviews as you can, 5, 10, 20 even, and within the first week or two, and it makes a big difference to how your book's going to be launched, um, where it ends up in the Amazon algorithms and pages and things like that. It's really important. Luckily, people seem to like my book, and um, I ended up with 20 five-star reviews within the first week, so I, I, was, I was delighted with that, of course. And I'm trying to get to 55 or 54 and five star reviews um, in the next few months, hopefully. Um, yeah. How would you go about, like, in that initial phase? I guess you put your book up, you make it free for a little while, ask people for reviews, and hopefully they will. After that initial phase, how do you go about uh, getting reviews for the longer term? Well, you. Yeah. Uh, you know of a number of people that have downloaded your book when it was free, and so you send out uh, reminders. Uh, um, I actually 
um, email people personally, one-to-one. One, one one. I don't send out a general reminder, oh, all you people downloaded my book. Um, have you read it? Can you read it? I actually email people and say, thank you so much for downloading my book. It means the world to me. I'm not sure if you've read it. If you have read it and you could take the time to um, review it, you only need to write a couple of sentences. I, um, Amazon is about having honest reviews. Um, it would mean the world to me have an actual link straight to the book, straight to where they review um, on the email, and um, that that makes uh, that gets a lot of people doing it. People are busy, um, people forget, um, but if you make it easy for them, um, they'll do it. Um, people people's main objections to reviews is they don't know how to do it or they haven't read the book. And if you can kind of overcome those and whatever you say in your email, and then you say, oh, you know. I saw you went on holiday last week. How was that or something like that? Just make it personal. Mm. Yeah. Now, you get people's email addresses when they download your book off Amazon KDP. Mm. How does that work? Uh, no, no. I don't, I don't get people's email addresses then. I, um, I had a little bit of a, a few emails from friends and family and things like that. So it's mainly those people whose email addresses I've got. I've got a few new emails from um, added to my list from people who have read the book and have signed up uh, to get the the little freebie um, and have to put their email address in to get a little freebie, which is a summary of the whole book, really, the summary of how to do potty training in a couple of pages. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and that's the giveaway on your website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, I did that on Fiverr. So yeah. Fiverr. Well, I read that and I read, I read it, sign up to my website and you get two free PDFs and yeah. I haven't got around to doing that myself yet and I thought that's a great idea. You've also got another something here, it's called booksbookz.com for promotion. Uh, is that, what is that? Um, I'm not sure about that one, but um, I... I've done a lot of, I've investigated a lot of like different promotion sites. There's a, there's 150 different book promotion sites. I've, I, the main, I, you know, everyone talks about BookBub. I haven't even applied to BookBub. Um, but I don't know if people have heard of Buck Books, but uh, Buck Books uh, promote books that are not to nine cents. That's what, one dollar, one buck. And and so I promoted both those books, uh, both the two books that I've written so far, under Buck Books, and that's been uh, one of the ones I would recommend. There's a there's numerous others out there, um, and people get varying levels of success. Yeah, and you could have actually a third book. You could have that series thing going, couldn't you? And you could bundle mm. them up in box sets and all that. Because that, that's down the track. That's what they recommend, isn't it, that you you build up your collection. The best promotion for one book is to write another book. And, again, um, you know, you, you don't know everything. And I wanted to call my second book From Yuck to Nom Nom, and nobody – that I talked to on Facebook or in my email list like that name. And so you've got to go with what your audience likes. I've got and, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, and everyone said, why don't you just do easy peasy healthy eating? You did easy peasy potty training. And I was like, oh, I wasn't really thinking. I was sort of thinking that they'll be for parents, but not kind of. It's not a series. 
But sometimes you've just got to bow to your audience and work out the wisdom of crowds is more important than what you think sometimes. Yeah. Well, I, th- I actually think it's the easy peasy that it certainly attracted my attention. Uh, yeah. And I'm guessing you, you have got a bit of a brand going there now, which is which is pretty exciting. So yeah, you could kind of reluctant. But... <laughs> yeah, you could continue with the easy peasy. I've got to admit, when you said you were you were doing fiction next, I went, oh, Oh, okay. Well, then, and I can understand that because, as you said, in the early stages of all our businesses, we're trying to find our feet and where we want to go. But to not keep up that easy peasy when it's the books are so professionally done and they look so beautiful and they they are exciting little reads. Uh, now you've oh, got thank you. <laughs> you've got ISPNs. There's, there'll definitely be more. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, as you as you continue to have children. No, I wouldn't wish that on you. Uh, <laughs> I love the preg- I love the pregnant idea. Actually, yeah, yeah I'm think- not. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Yeah, I think once you become an expert and then you start writing articles for the local magazines and the kids' um, magazines around the place, there's always you become that expert and people come to you for for those kinds of questions. Uh, I know the whole birth experience and the what is it when you're doing those exercises up into the birth when you go to birthing classes, whatever they are. Yeah. Uh, that whole thing just blows me away. And then when you get have your baby, you've got to fill out a little book for the first three or six months and you've got to take them off to the nurse and get them weighed and all that. Um, I didn't do any of that, but I know the women I was with were just beside themselves if they missed getting a signature off the nurse, um, not knowing how much their baby weighed that week. And I'm going, oh, give me a break. <laughs> but that's what they do. They're, they're paranoid. Um, so I, I just think there's a huge market there. Um, ISBNs. You, sorry? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're just walking a very fine line with I don't want to have to – I don't want to tell parents what to do exactly. I want to give them enough information so they can make decisions on their own. So okay. there's a lot of decision-making in the potty training book. It's like, well, here is the information for you, and uh, this is probably best practice, but you choose. Yeah, and the sleep one as well. Try. I remember my sister said, I'll, she said to me, if you pick that baby up in the next two hours, I'll break both your arms. And I'm going, oh, but it's crying. <laughs> and you know what, in that very early phase, had I picked that baby up, I would have been a nightmare for the next two years. So she actually did me a favour, but I didn't know that. I mean, this was this one-week-old baby crying, and I'm going, oh, that's so sad. I think I've got to pick it up. She said, don't you dare. <laughs> oh, she, oh that's, that's tough to not pick up a little baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. And this is the whole thing. But, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, people have different opinions on it. You don't want to alienate people, but you also want to present the best options for people. Well, I think I was training letting the little baby train itself to go to sleep was the thoughts behind that. And, you know, when you used to wrap them tightly in a bundle and, you know, pat them off to sleep, that was mm. that was the thought processes back then. And I followed that with my first baby because my sister was going to yell at me if I didn't. And that worked beautifully for her. The second baby I wore in one of those papoose things the whole time, and she never slept till she was two and a half. So I actually <laughs> think my sister was right and I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that goes on as well. Yeah. Now back to business. ISBNs. That's a that's a perennial question that comes up all the time. Do we get ISBNs or not? And I noticed that was one of the questions that you were playing with at some stage. Uh, did you ever resolve that one? Uh, yes. In New Zealand, we are very lucky to get free ISBNs uh, issued by a government agency. Uh, the trouble is, I'd heard that that meant that they wouldn't be recognised as in some organisations and 
uh, libraries around the world. But I just decided not, I don't know whether that was true or not, but I decided just to go with the New Zealand ISBN and not worry about it. Um, and saying that it, on, I printed my book, Print on Demand through Create Space, and I have not ticked expanded distribution um, because one, I wasn't sure whether the ISBN was really compatible, but mainly because I just wasn't, I, I was getting less than, about 60 cents or something per book if, if any were sold in that avenue so I decided not to uh, take that avenue so the only place you can buy the print book is through Amazon or its channels at the moment uh, also I'd read something or listened to something somewhere that said if you want expanded distribution you better to, to go through Ingram Spark so I might look that, at that in the future but as for ISBNs, we're very, very lucky in New Zealand as we uh, can just apply to a government agency and get one. Yeah. And for everyone who's out there listening, these are the kinds of questions when writers get together, we all start muttering away and trying to find solutions to all these things because we're all sort of finding our way forward. I'm actually halfway through a blog post because I had Kevin Tomlinson from draft to digital on my podcast yesterday. Did I, was it only yes? It was only yesterday, and I'm doing a blog post at the moment because I've been through Ingram Sparks. Um, I've got the ISBNs. I've paid a third party to produce all my books for thousands of dollars, and he's duly telling me it cost her five hundred bucks. And I'm going, hmm, did that wrong? Uh, but I'm I'm ready to go through draft to digital. And we're talking about distribution. If you go through KDB KDP Select through Amazon. Uh, you can't go with anybody else, I believe. Mm. Uh, a lot of the advice now is to go wide rather than restrict yourself. But if you want to make money, you still go through Amazon KDP. Uh, I was talking to draft to digital and with those guys, they can upload everywhere except Amazon, but they can mm -hmm. still get your books printed through CreateSpace. So there's just so much information out there and finding out what's best for you really is uh, a matter of education and, and finding things out. I noticed you've got, uh, you had a whole lot of questions there about pricing your print books uh, versus mm. your ebooks. Ebooks, I noticed you had for four ninety nine US, which I thought was um, quite a good price. Yeah, I think that's quite a good price. They're only 100, 125 pages equivalent. Mm. Uh, but uh, weirdly, I, you know, I've been playing around with price because you can do that as a self-published author. And at one stage I did like a little promo by myself on the easy peasy potty training and and oh because it was the start of summer in, in the northern hemisphere or something like that and so i reduced it to 2.99 and it didn't make a difference in the sales like the sales are about the same so i think if it's the right product and people and it solves a pain point and and people can just pick it up for 4.99 people are just going to buy their book for 4.99 and saying that i'm thinking about doing a kindle I've left my Easy Peasy Healthy Eating book in KDB Select for another three months. And I'm thinking about doing a Kindle countdown deal on that and seeing whether or not that um, gets a bit more interest in it or sales or anything like that. So watch the space. Yeah, and and even as Julie's speaking, I'm interested in everything that she's got to say. And if anyone out there's got a book they're getting ready to put up as well, 
These are just questions that there are no right answers to, but having someone who's already done it uh, saying, well, this is what I've experienced, this is what I'm trying, and Julie makes it all sound really, really easy, and my eyes glaze over, I'm thinking it's not that easy. Uh, It's not that easy, I agree. (laughs) But it's fun, and it's just such great things to learn. Now, I just want to quickly say about the print book price. Uh, Yes, I had been asking about the print book price, um, and one thing I'd been told was, to make the print book a reason, like a difference in price to the ebook. So the ebook was four ninety nine. So I thought, well, nine ninety nine sounds like a good price for a print book, and I thought it was a reasonable price. I could see what my margin would be on that uh, through CreateSpace, um, and and so I put it up as nine ninety nine. And then and then um, I had that great story I think I shared in the, our Facebook group, and that was at the end of July. I just put it I just put it as a print on demand on create space and then throughout August I was watching the Olympics and then I got very very sick of the flu and I just didn't check any reports and I didn't check my create space report and towards the end of August I thought oh I wonder if I've sold one or two print books because mainly I just did it just to learn how to create a print book and also I did it to make the ebook look like a very good price which it is anyway I think uh, um, those are the marketing reasons but I thought, and also a little bit of a vanity reason to actually hold up a book in my hand. And so I had no expectation whatsoever that I wouldn't sell more than half a dozen print books. And then I looked and I'd sold 150 print books in a month. That was more than how many I'd sold as e-books. And I was like, have I just made $150? And then I was like, I've sold 150 copies what? Who are they, all these people who are buying my print book? It was amazing. So at the end of in one month, I, I ended up selling two hundred copies. And this in this month in September, I just checked and I've sold a hundred copies this month already in September. So it is amazing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're, is it because it's kind of a reference book as such? Maybe people are buying it in print. Yeah. Or maybe people. Maybe people don't want to drop their their Kindle e-readers into the potties or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the mind boggles. I'm still I getting over know. the Americanism of what is it? Poo turned to poop. <laughs> I tried to resist earlier, but I couldn't. Uh, I oh look, I can't believe you're not following up with more easy peasy books um, because they 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 are very catchy and they're very successful. So we might have to watch what Julie gets up to, and if there's any yes. more easy peasy books, I'll be the first to let you know. Yes, I'm going to survey my audience, and you're making me feel like surveying my audience earlier, so I might do that in October and might have a little bit of time to start researching while my illustrator's busily drawing and before NaNoWriMo. So, yeah, yeah. and in between, you know, being a mum and, and and doing the washing and things. Yeah. I mean, it is absolutely amazing. I know I quite often put up what I've been doing on my day and interspersed with all this wonderful exciting stuff that I'm doing with writing and podcasting and all that kind of stuff. I quite often put in, oh, yeah, a couple of loads of washing and did the dishes and cooked, you know, dinner. You you can't get around it. It's it's You just put the day in the life of a mother. Uh, they, they don't go away. And I knew even when I started talking to you, Julie, that I would be very interested in what you've got to say because I've been there and I'm guessing most of, well, all of us who have had children are in the same spot and I can't quite remember potty training my children. I think I just left them to their own devices. I can't remember. 
<laughs> I do remember them standing on a box to clean their teeth when they were too short to reach the bathroom sink and they liked that story. Uh, but look, I have promised that I'm going to keep my podcast shorter, everybody. I, they have been going for an hour and I've decided to keep them between 30 and 40 minutes. We're already at 43 minutes uh, so if, in order to keep my promise I actually do have to wind things up um, even though I could talk with Julie forever um, just an amazing woman and very very experienced and you've shared a lot of tips with us tonight Julie I, I really really appreciate it uh, for everyone who's on that journey and is at the beginning of the journey Julie has shown us that it can be done uh, some of the stuff that you've told us, I'm going, it's not as easy as you're making it sound, I know, because I can't do it. I've got a PhD and I'm going, no, no, heck, heck, I can't do that stuff. Uh, but it's one last question that I'd like to finish off with it is I noticed that you have friends, a lot of um, your stuff on, on your website there or might have been your Facebook. You talk about you had a friend who had just re released a mortgage book and a budgeting book and another mm. friend. Uh, do you find that having people in the writing community really helps you to to move forward in your writing journey? Oh, yes. Yeah. Having um, – I didn't know anyone who wrote, you know, a year ago and I met – and most of the people I now know and call friends are I met online and I haven't actually spoken to them in real life and it's an amazing community and everyone is so giving and value added and um, and there's just so much more positives than just writing a book. I was in Sydney last week and I I um, and I met up with uh, two people that I'd only talked with online for, uh, for and and we met each other like we were old friends and we hugged each other and we had dinner together and it was just so great. And one of them was the author of the budget book. Yeah. Now, I will pretend, everybody, that I have finished and goodbye from right around the road, but Julie was at a conference and it was the first question I was supposed to ask her because she was at a conference with Tony Robbins and there were 5,000 yes. people there. Now, one would assume that as a Juno that I would think that was the most exciting part of the story, not the potty training, but I'm probably not pretty excited about potty training. As, as a really, I guess, let down to everything that we've been talking about, would you like to tell us about Tony Robbins and what you were doing there? Well, what is it? For me, it's Saturday Saturday night, and last Saturday night, so one week ago, I was cheering and jumping and dancing and clapping and hugging and high-fiving uh, 5,000 strangers and having the time of my life, and this was, uh, we'd been at the seminar for 12 hours by then, and it went for another three hours after that, and if you follow Tony Robbins or if you like him or if you heard about him from his new Netflix documentary, the I Am Not Your Guru documentary, um, if you if you like personal development, um, it is amazing to see him live. He is six foot seven powerhouse American who talks very loudly, who swears even louder and um, has the most vibrancy and energy of anybody I've ever seen in person in my entire life. It was but it was just four days, which was just transformational and incredible and amazing. And I'm doing a lot of things on my bucket list this year, and um, that was definitely would probably be the highlight of what I'm doing this year. So uh, it was incredible. I yeah, I met up with the authors the night before I went, and um, and then and then just made some great 
contacts and friends at the place because, you know, in that atmosphere you just meet people who are amazing. If you ever get a chance to see Tony Robbins live, go. Uh, four days, a four-day conference. What was the title of the conference and uh, what made you go there and what was – was it all workshops? What? Tell me about workshops. <laughs> it's it's – to call it a conference or a seminar is just wrong. Like it, I I don't even know what to call it. Uh, nowadays, Tony does two out of four days, so you, you should know that up front. It's called Unleash the Power Within. He does a few different ones in Australia every year. He never comes to New Zealand, so I have to travel to Australia. Uh, so people who um, he does Unleash the Power Within in Sydney, and he does Date with Destiny in the Gold Coast or Brisbane. And um, if you all of them are just about personal transformation, um, working out your goals. But everything I describe about it just does not do it justice. Have a look at some videos online or something. It's Yeah, it is just amazing. Um, yeah, we laughed, we cried, we cheered, we danced, we sang. Yeah. <laughs> it was like being at a rock concert but but improving myself. It was amazing. Yeah. And look, I think that is a wonderful point to end things up. And I'm going to go and look up more about Tony Robbins. I hear his <laughs> name bandied around, but I've never met anyone who's actually met him. So that was all pretty exciting. But everything that, In the same room. <laughs> everything that Julie's told us tonight um, shows very much why I guess you're a success, Julie. You've talked about coaching. You've talked about or being coached. You've talked about the self-publishing with Chandler Bolt. You've talked about Joanna's Joanna Penn's Creative Freedom. You've talked about personal development with Tony Robbins. You're not leaving anything to chance. You're educating yourself every step along the way. You're very methodical about it, which is where I totally fall down. And <laughs> and you're seeing the successes of your efforts. Uh, I think you need to be congratulated. I think it's wonderful that you're doing this very, so very, very well. And I think you're just going to keep going ahead um, because I can see it in your eyes. I can see your determination uh, I'd really like to put this one up on YouTube, everybody. But as I said, I've been out in the sun and I'm all red and blotchy. If we can just put Julie up because she's looking absolutely beautiful, um, then then we'll Thank do you. it. Uh, very neat, very well. Considering you've got two children, Julie, it's not fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're darlings all yeah, the time. Yeah, look, you've been yeah. wonderful, and I've learned a lot tonight. And I'm hoping everyone who's listened has learned a lot tonight from you. But shoot me a line and let me know what your third easy peasy book is, and I'll share it with everybody body um and we'll talk again soon thanks melinda it was awesome thank you okay and you can find cherish mama at www.cherishmama.com and mm -hmm. i'll put all that in the show notes so it's bye from me right around the road and bye from julie who is probably going to go and put her feet up now i'm guessing because her little baby's all fast asleep yes okay. thanks thanks for now bye bye